0: Hi, and you are watching On the Town with Tanya, and I'm your host, and we're back again this week. Uh, today's guest is back with us again, and um, under the, we got the correct conditions today, so uh, bear with us. Thank you very much for coming back. Um, today we have us, hello, how are you? So we, so let me just introduce you. Today we have uh, the Director of Public Health of Ministry in the Koji State of Nigeria. Please welcome Dr. Francis Afka. Hello, welcome.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for uh, the t- pronunciation Akpa, 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 Akpa. Ak-pa. 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 The K P A is pa, Akpa. Like the sound of a gun. Yes.
0: Ak-pa. Sorry, my apologies. Um, thank you Good. so much for correcting me too. I appreciate it. Uh, so so last week we were talking to you about uh you know just the state of um of health of um of uh, people in um and Nigeria just in general. Uh, and just making some comparisons to African American health, and you know, if it's things like food or environment. Um. So, so basically, a lot of my questions will be based around, um, around that.
1: Um, but first, what okay. inspired you
0: to get into the medical field was the first thing.
1: Okay, for me, um, it's kind of tricky. Um, I actually started out by, I act when I finished my the equivalent of your high school what all called secondary school here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had um, straight A's in math, physics, chemistry, biology, and uh, mathematics and uh, additional math. Mm-hmm. So I told my father that I wanted to study aeronautic engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted to repair aircraft, but I didn't want to fly aircraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, says, um, young man, I don't have the kind of money. And I told him the trainings are not available in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So my father is from a middle level, the middle level uh, individual mm-hmm. told me he didn't have the funds to send me out to the country. Now, why don't I consider medicine? So, so at the time I was filling my uh, entrance exam into college at the college or uh, university,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I decided to choose medicine. So it wasn't really my first choice, but eventually it was the choice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I got into medicine in 1990, 1990 is seven, I was barely 17 when I entered medical school. Wow. So I, I was surrounded in 1993. Uh, but then there was a, the, um, crisis that came from the annulment of the election in
2: 1993.
1: Mm-hmm. So I had to stay over till February, 1994. So I, I, I graduated, uh, February Valentine's day, mm-hmm. 1994.
0: Wow, and what and what is your specialty? Um, I know epidemiology was one, but what is your spe- specific? Like I told you,
1: like I told you, I'm in the domain of public health, mm-hmm. and public health is, can compare to a whole lot of um, study areas, like yes. epidemiology, statistics, demography, um, uh, public health, health management. Okay. And okay. then psychology. Wow. So what,
0: what what so I'll get right to it. What's the biggest health problem um or issues facing right now, particularly in Africa or in Koji? Um I know you also have flooding. So I know there's been yes. a couple of elements that are that are kind of like making it even harder. Um, but what are some of the basic issues even before the flooding that would that you'd like to see change?
1: And what really happened is that um we are faced initially well on the first On a casual look, Mm -hmm. you think that we have um, um, diseases that are communicable in nature, Mm -hmm. such like tuberculosis, um, uh, cholera, Mm -hmm. and the likes. Mm -hmm. And then we have malaria as well. Oh, right. Now, malaria is very prevalent because of the weather condition, which is very suitable for the multiplication of the vector mosquito. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have some other diseases like fertrans um, transmissioner disease, which is one of the neglected tropical diseases,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that are prevalent among the uh, small Nigerian population. okay But incidentally, over the years, because of the change in lifestyle and then increased economic fortunes of Nigerians, so we begin to see some of the diseases that I've seen in the Western world, like diseases of affluence, mm-hmm. like um, what they call non-communicable diseases. Right. Non-communicable diseases of hypertension. We're seeing cases of hypertension. Young people at the age of 40, they are involved in a, <laughs> they exercise the slum and die. Mm. So we're seeing cases like that. And people are reporting cases of diabetes and the likes. So mm. um, in fact, when I was doing my studies in Lagos, mm-hmm. um, one of my professors asked me, why don't I look at the, the dual epidemic that we're facing? And him, so, what do you mean by dual epidemic? We have epidemic of communicable diseases and epidemic of non-communicable diseases. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole spectrum. And in my department right now, we well, all we do is that we have a communicable disease death, mm-hmm. and we have a non-communicable disease death. And then with the support of uh, the national, that is the <coughs> National Ministry of Health, to, we're currently conducting a survey to determine the exact prevalence of non-communicable diseases. Okay such as diabetes and hypertension. We'll call it the step survey. Mm-hmm. We've already done, uh, we've already ascertained the enumeration areas, and then the, the field survey is going to commence anytime from now. Mm-hmm. So in summary, mm-hmm. we have the full gamut of, of um, battling with the full gamut of illnesses, including those ones that are taking epidemic proportions. Um, COVID-19, we had a couple of cases of COVID-19. Okay. We had a couple of, of um of, um, well, you know that we had the threatening case of Ebola in Nigeria. Right. So for us, we had to prepare our team to respond to the Ebola. Mm-hmm. In, in addition to that, we have um, another hemorrhagic disease, lapa fever, because uh, it is transmitted through rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of our communities are close to big zones, And um, we've been having a problem with handling that because since we started in 1969, we have not been started in Borno State. Right. Um, national body has not been have not been able to figure out a vaccine for LAFA. Okay. And that is a big problem. You know, the Lassa fever, we still get um an increase, a surge in a number of cases, especially during the dry season,
2: mm-hmm. where
1: some of our farmers do slash and burn mm-hmm. and then the rats move from their colonies in forested areas into homes
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then the big rat, that is the multi mammate rat, goes into this neighborhood and our uh, people get in contact with get in contact with uh, their food arrangements where they open their food and then you know there are our processing mechanisms where we processing methods where um, some food are dried along the roadside. Yeah. So we 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 presume that those rats getting uh, their excrements and urine get into those foods and when people eventually consume them, yeah. they get infected with. Sadly, we have not been able to put our finger on the real sequence that leads to the disease. The real sequence of events that leads to the disease. Mm-hmm. So we're actually putting a word out to, this world, to the world. It can help us in providing a lot of these vaccines. Okay. So for okay. me, it's a topical issue. You see, every, every time during the dry season, we're actually going to the dry season around, right? the rains have stopped. So, well, they, they stopped living an aftermath of a flood so later on, in the next month or two, we start experiencing increased cases of um, of Lassa fever. Okay. Wow! Wow! So in addition to battling some of the communicable diseases, we battled some of the epidemics like Lassa fever and um, and um, the COVID that came.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: So that is exactly the kind of job I do. I I try to provide some level of community awareness for all these things. And then from the State Ministry of Health, we were able to put out a treatment center for Lapa, And we had a major treatment center for cruises. Mm-hmm.
0: So um so uh, so because we're we're on short on time, I have some questions from some um some people that actually live uh there. So I just wanted to ask, they were the same ones they have today. Um what what is the state doing to assist women who can't afford bills in the hospitals? And now I'm not sure if that's just uh general um or now with the floods, it's even extra stuff. Uh, and-
1: uh it is a bit cheeky, but um what we do is that um I must tell you because a lot of explanation is required. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a program currently mm-hmm. um, where the federal government, with uh, President Muhammad Buhari, has approved what they call 1% of consolidated. Okay. The consolidated fund is the total funds that come to the Federation account. Okay. So, 1% of data the federal is set aside for primary healthcare services.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so, those things are divided into the 36 plus one states.
2: Mm-hmm. Including the
1: federal capital territory. Okay. So the Kogi state gets their own portion of that 1%. So mm-hmm. in the last year or so, I think it was started this in 2018,
2: mm-hmm. what came
1: to Kogi state was in excess of about 700 million.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's about $1 million. Right. And then we are expected to intervene in our sub national level.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: When it comes to sub national level, where um, we have other subdivisions, what we call local government. Mm-hmm. In those local governments, was supposed to provide interventions in two hundred thirty nine partitions, what you call counties on that side.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: two hundred thirty nine partitions,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and those two hundred thirty nine partitions will take hundred and thirty one people. Mm-hmm. The total comes to a total of about thirty thousand people, okay. and then the, this fund is directed at only the vulnerable, and the vulnerable includes pregnant women mm-hmm. and children under five, mm-hmm. and then people with disabilities. Mm. So the Kogist government has provided uh, counterpart funds to take care of another batch of fifteen thousand. Mm. So in total, what we do is that Kogist has put in a mechanism to handle pregnant women and the vulnerable up mm. to a total of forty five thousand have been taken care of under this basic health care provision fund. For me, okay. it's an exciting program. Right. And um we're looking at uh the possibility of this thing. Having some impact in our maternal health indices mm. um, and the care of pregnant women.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it's exciting. I just think for forty-five thousand. Um, I know there's mi- millions. Uh, so it's it just, especially the people in the rural areas. You know, um, has that been difficult um, reaching out to people in the rural rural areas?
1: Like I said, these subdivisions we have, mm-hmm. they're in rural communities. You know, every primary we have two hundred and thirty nine primary health care centers. in the rural communities. So one hundred and twenty thirty-one people within the vicinity plus a few number, about another hundred, which have been supported by the with Mm. the aid from the federal government, we have another aid coming from the state government. Mm -hmm. So around that facility we have about close to five hundred people being taken care of. Okay. And those are the vulnerable. Okay. Including pregnant women.
0: Okay, and that that's an important uh, community. Um. So, one last question someone asked: What is the plan of the ministry to ensure healthcare facilities are maintained and secure from being vandalized? I can imagine probably um with the floods and everything, and that that there's probably a problem, an
1: issue. Okay. Um. Well, being vandalized. Well, as it is right now, we have conducted. I'm in the by virtue of the fact that I'm the director of public health. I'm the chairman of the rapid response team for the flood, Mm -hmm. and uh, as we speak right now, Mm -hmm. we have done an assessment of the nine LJs in my state that were impacted by the flood, Mm -hmm. and so we're taking the census of uh, facilities that have been badly damaged, right? And those are partially damaged, okay? And then we've identified those ones, and we're at the point of carrying out remediation, uh, rehabilitation activities. We have the support of um, Messenger Frontiers. Mm. WHO, Save the Children, um, AYGF, they're all supporting us in this effort. So we have done uh, what they call partners mapping.
2: Mm -hmm. And we're
1: trying to allocate some tasks to them. We're just at the point, myself and the state epidemiologist Mm. are putting together a profile of activities and where we need support. for. We just finished a couple of meetings with uh, um, um, uh, Doctors Without Borders. Okay. so we're going to go into in-depth conversation with the honorable commissioner who has the full right to give a public pronouncement of any of these interventions
0: awesome
1: and so, so uh, any, uh, any feedback i give you is not, is not author is not authority unless it's speak to the honorable of health
0: ah okay gotcha that makes sense um, and so last question because I know your time is the best as I know you're uh, busy um, and thank you so much for being with us. What What are the particular diseases faced in the state that requires international support? That'll be the last question.
1: Like I said, we we'll need support if you can help us in uh, finding a solution to Lassa fever. Oh, that's it. And, um, and if we can have some support in the control of Non-communicable diseases like diabetes and hypertension.
0: Okay, all right, thank you. Uh, and what can people do to prevent that? Um, are there is there any food ha- diets that they can change? Maybe um, not so much vegetables or whatever. Uh, is there anything they can do with that way?
1: Yeah, so for for fever, what we we'll do is that we have, we've been struggling with the, our partner, um, organizations or institutions like the Ministry of Environment to speak to it and Ministry of Agriculture to see if they can improve the food processing habits of our people, mm-hmm. you know, so that they don't start um, lining up foodstuffs for, for food drying in the open. Mm-hmm. And then some markets have huge refuse dumps beside them. Mm-hmm. So we want those refuse dumps evacuated by the Minister of Environment. We want the Ministry of Agriculture to ensure that um, appropriate um, food technologies are deployed Mm-hmm. For the purpose of drying their food instead of using the natural method of lying them on the hard road so where they will come in contact with the multi-manage rats. so for the people a lot of people we're doing a lot in that regard mm-hmm. and then we need to continue sensitization of our people mm-hmm. and even at this point we like any organization also to support us in establishing a podcast platform so mm-hmm. that we can continue to provide information to our people through the social media platform I appreciate the fact that it's one of the jobs you do. It might be one of the areas you I personally want to support us.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you because I'm trying to um, make it a thing where uh, we, on this side, hear news from people from, uh, literally from Africa or wherever we're at around the world and have a world perspective instead of just a local perspective. So I appreciate you taking the time uh, because, you know, I I can think about what I- you know, but you're, everybody's issues is important and together we solve problems as human beings. So thank you very much, doc. I know know you have to run and I appreciate you. So, um, I'll just talk to my viewers and, uh, guys, if you need, have any questions, you can always ask me and I can ask Dr. Actavu, um, anytime. Okay. So uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, doc. I appreciate you. So I'm going to do Okay. I'll
1: just share it Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. I'm just sharing. Let's see, guys. I'm just sharing a video. Uh, so,
1: uh, of course, this um, cantonment, Swakaba, exists of uh, the
2: Patamusu. Um, we are here to see for ourselves the impact of the flood.
1: Ajo
0: So that's what unfortunately what um, some parts of Nigeria, Koji and another part uh, are dealing with is the flooding like that. And I'm sure Kentucky and other places in the US can now identify with uh, what that's like because that brings a host of other illnesses I can imagine. Uh, so um, um, that's not good. Um, sorry, that's just an alarm warning me. Um And so, yeah, so that's it. Um, I'm going to show you one more uh, video. Let's see if I have it here. Uh, just so you can see that, you know, sometimes we're, we're blessed what we have and what, what's going on with us because, um, uh, you know, uh, I just um uh, I just got lost that. uh sometimes we're blessed and we never know what is going to be our situation, but whatever it is in our healthcare, take care of yourself, eat right, please stay away from fried foods. Um, and try to eat as plant-based as possible, real food or real seeds if possible. And we thank uh we thank Dr. uh Akupu for coming. And uh he is the <clears throat> director of uh public health and ministry in Koji state uh, Nigeria and we thank him for coming. And we thank um our foreign correspondent Stephen Zikor. Thank you so much for that footage. You are the best. Um and hopefully one day we'll have you on soon. Right now, the, their town is working with lights. There's no lights after a certain time and there's no electricity. So that's the issue uh with the Zoom. So I had to do this through Zoom, guys. Uh, and that's why. But I will be talking to you all soon and we're gonna go back to um end the show. And I thank you guys for for uh taking the time to come uh let's see to come on bye.
2: Alrighty guys, that's it for this week. I appreciate you. Uh take care. Bye.